This is Plant-Based Briefing, How I Define Cruelty-Free, by Sandra Namoto at sandranamoto.com. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host, and this is the podcast where I narrate articles on a variety of plant-based and vegan topics with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And what I've been doing lately is giving a shout out to people who have left me nice reviews about the podcast. And today I'd like to thank Ragat for their review from Canada. It's titled Nuggets of Plant-Based Knowledge and Wisdom. And it says, I love how Marion makes reliable, trusted sources of knowledge and wisdom about plant-based eating and veganism accessible in bite-sized pieces. I can listen to an episode or two while I cook dinner or on my walk. Such a generous idea. Thanks, Marion. Again, I'm so grateful for all the reviews and emails that you send me. If you'd like to leave a review, you can do so by going to plantbasedbriefing.com and clicking the button right at the top. It'll take you to whatever podcast app or website works with the device you're on and accepts reviews. So today's episode is from Sandra Namoto at sandranamoto.com. She is the content doctor. She's a Vancouver-based content writer and editor for ethical and cruelty-free businesses. She's also a copywriter, a ghostwriter, and a book formatter for authors. She also authored a book called The Only Public Relations Guide You'll Ever Need. And she blogs on vegan lifestyle and business. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. How I Define Cruelty-Free by Sandra Namoto at sandranamoto.com I service cruelty-free businesses. This is what the term means to me. Here's a short lesson in branding and marketing. At the start of 2020, I launched my new brand as The Vegan Copywriter and said that my target businesses were plant-based. I'm glad that I made the switch to The Content Doctor and focused on cruelty-free for a couple of reasons. One, I'm no longer just specializing in copywriting, but also editing and various services for authors. Two, some people thought they had to be vegan in order to work with me, which would be awesome if that were true, but there just aren't that many vegans in the world yet. And three, I switched my target business from plant-based to cruelty-free so that I wasn't excluding service providers or any other products that weren't made of plants. While I'm not using the term vegan business overtly, my definition of a cruelty-free business is synonymous with the definition of vegan, which is, veganism is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude, as far as is possible and practicable, all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose, and by extension promotes the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of animals, humans, and the environment. In dietary terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing with all products derived wholly or partly from animals. Annually, 500,000 animals are used for cosmetics testing. The list of them includes rabbits, guinea pigs, rats, mice, dogs, and even people. If you are inflicting cruelty on people, animals, or the environment to a lesser extent, you aren't my target client. How Other Industries Define Cruelty-Free Here's Merriam-Webster's definition developed or produced without inhumane testing on animals. The beauty industry's definition is similar, with the inhumane bit being optional. Regarding cosmetics and personal products, ingredients or components and the final product are supposed to have not been tested on animals. However, they could still contain non-vegan ingredients, such as honey, beeswax, cholesterol, collagen, gelatin, lanolin, which is from wool, albumin from egg whites, or carmine from insects. I disagree with their definition, because even though the animal-based ingredients are in such small quantities in these types of products, obtaining them may still cause harm to animals. So the right definition would be something like partially cruel, but that really wouldn't sell, would it? 
Also, in North America, there are no standard legal definitions for the terms cruelty-free or not tested on animals, so brands are free to use the language or a random no-bunny logo without it meaning anything. Even though a cruelty-free designation might be technically true for a final product, most animal testing happens at the ingredient level. Many companies avoid the issue by getting their raw materials from third parties or outside labs who test on animals. Interestingly, a bill to amend Canada's Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act was put forth in our Parliament twice to prohibit cosmetic animal testing and sale of cosmetics developed or manufactured using cosmetic animal testing, and to provide that no evidence from animal testing may be used to establish the safety of a cosmetic. The bill wasn't successful. The term could mean a company has relied on the results of past animal tests from other organizations, but have not conducted any tests themselves. Some may think that animal testing means safer for the consumer. However, there are now reliable alternatives to animal testing and ingredients that are already known to be cosmetically safe. According to Cruelty-Free International, alternative testing methods are often cheaper and more effective than animal testing. In mainland China, recent measures will allow for exemption to animal testing for cosmetics, shampoos, and lotions. But companies will have to have good manufacturing practice, GMP, certification from their local governments, which are usually issued by associations or third-party institutions, and submit safety assessments. The Chinese government has not yet specified if overseas assessment reports or assessors will be accepted. Buying products certified by Leaping Bunny or PETA's Beauty Without Bunnies program will help you avoid buying products that might fall into the traps above. You can also ask the brand if its products or ingredients are tested on animals at any stage in the manufacturing process or if they sell in China. FYI, neither vegan nor cruelty-free means safe. While you should always look for vegan and or cruelty-free certifications, neither means that an ingredient list is clean, safe, eco-friendly, or all-natural. So these are also things to be aware of. You can search brands and products on the Environmental Working Group Skin Deep Cosmetics Database or look at my list of common harmful cosmetics and tannins linked here. I've also linked a video where vlogger Rowan Ellis talks to two experts about the slavery and child labor aspects of common industries, which are also important factors to consider. Now what? In my perfect world, every personal product would have a vegan certification, and that would mean no animal or human testing was involved on either the ingredient or final product levels. But for now, look out for both cruelty-free and vegan certifications. No vegan logo? Check the ingredient list. No Leaping Bunny or PETA logo? Check PETA's database and or demand answers from the brand. Being ghosted means something. Finally, check for toxins. This is a similar process I'd use to vet a client. Is the person I'm working with vegan or is their product free of animal byproducts or harm to people? Are they being transparent about this? Are their products or services safe for people? Is the product free of ingredients that harm the environment or our health? If they tick all the boxes or are on their way to becoming a vegan company, we can work together. If you run a B2B business and that sounds like a tedious process to you, you're probably not niching or screening your clients enough. Investors are starting to pay attention. Last year, I learned about Cruelty-Free Investing, a nonprofit society that scours all the public companies in the U.S. against evaluation criteria. They have two lists in alphabetical order of their stock symbol, companies that exploit animals and companies that don't exploit animals. If you're investing in U.S. companies, you can see where your dollars are going. 
You just listened to How I Define Cruelty-Free by Sandra Nomoto at sandranomoto.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And as always, I have a link to the original post in the show notes. And I'll also put a link to the short film called Save Ralph and an article about it, which went viral worldwide, had more than 150 million social media views, 730 million tags on TikTok, and generated more than 1.3 million petition signatures in Mexico to ban cosmetics testing there. And this past September, Mexico's Senate unanimously passed a bill that imposes a complete ban on cosmetics animal testing. So please visit plantbasedbriefing.com if you want to hear past episodes or contact me. Or if you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, you can do it from the button at the top that says rate and review the podcast here. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.